0: Talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Care. It's 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And don't forget, it is Sunbury Hyundai Christmas in July sale. Incredible deals between now and Friday. All at Sunbury Motors and Sunbury Motors Hyundai, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in humboldt and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Adam Frazier goes deep. Oh, and Frazier launches one. Clear the deck. Cannonball coming. Out goes Frazier. And the Bucks take an 8-6 lead in the eighth. His first on no doubt. The call of the outstanding Greg Brown on the Pirates radio network as Adam Frazier goes deep. And what a relief for Matt Catrillo. He's actually playing highlights from last night's games.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's nice to be playing current sports again.
0: All right. Fresh off the golf course, we do believe, is Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated, Rivals dot com. Nate, hope the game is rock solid. Great to have you with us.
2: You know, that's not true. And in fact, today was a, a terrible day on the golf course, Steve.
0: Uh didn't break par.
2: Did not break par. Did not I you know, I am just I am stuck at eighty just, just a square number, eighty, every time. Doesn't matter what I do, hmm. and and it's and it's embarrassing, you know. Just, just duffs off the tee, that that I then make up for with a with a big four wood, you know. Just, but it's it's just totally unnecessary, unforced error shitty right now. You got any tips?
0: Well I don't know i shot eighty two the other day I felt good <laughs> so I'm not as good you're, as you yeah, are but Steve,
2: you're not you're not playing every day you yeah, won't, uh, you yeah know,
0: uh, actually actually i have been
2: well okay well in that case i, I don't know i just you know what just feels it feels like the potential is there that i'm I'm letting myself down and my family and the community <laughs>
0: The family part I can understand. All right, so <laughs> uh, let's uh, start with this. The uh, testing results came out today. Uh, now, we knew there was going to be a minimum of one positive in there. Everybody knew that. Uh, but it ten- ends up to be eight, but it sounds like they're pushing on.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, the the uh, troubling is not the right word, but it's the one that I'm going to use for the time being. Um that troubling aspect is that they're not disclosing the team that it's coming from. Right. So it's just, it's within, it's of student athletes uh, and staff that are tested. Um, But that's, but that can be any, any number of different things. Right. And so, (laughs) I mean, and, and maybe I'm way off on this. I am not a scientist. Somebody else can weigh in, but obviously the, Overwhelming concern is or should be football, in the sense that it's such a huge operation; it's bigger than any other program, obviously, uh, on a college campus. And so, if you have an outbreak in men's basketball, if you have an outbreak in women's volleyball, uh, there is a maximum number that can that can be hit within. That program, assuming that the program itself mm-hmm. is is following you know the social distancing and all, and all of those other guidelines right it's it's it, they're self contained entities to a certain extent. Football is just so much bigger it's just so many more people uh, and so you know when you see the stuff that happened with the Florida Marlins over the weekend uh, you know it can get out of control very very quickly uh and so with football you know you just you just certainly want to make sure and it would be nice to be aware of of those eight how many are football and how quickly uh are they being contained and isolated and and you know all of those protocols uh that they want to have in place how quickly have they been
0: implemented right because i know uh, i'll give you an example indiana Indiana had six positives in football, and they were specific about that. And they'll be back, I think, later this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they told you that's where it was, and everybody else was still practicing. Right. I mean, I'm just using that as an example. Yeah, I,
2: I mean, I, I and I, I have thought this from from really the get-go, and and like. Look, it's just, it's so convoluted and it's, there's, there are so many different angles and sides to this. And I want to be respectful um, and give this the concern that it deserves because it does deserve uh, care and concern uh, in terms of student athlete infections. But uh, this is all about the appetite of the university to have kids being infected. And then, moving on from it right like uh it's it is going to happen, and that's everywhere you're seeing it in state college within this community. the community spread aspect over the past few weeks has started to to set in right we we're, 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 the numbers that used to be two, three, one you know every every day those were kind of the numbers those have jumped to eight eleven, and obviously we had the spike over the weekend, right. but you're you're still going to see. You're gonna see eight to ten, just about every day
0: right now. Well, just just so the, the there were five today.
2: Five today, yeah. okay. But 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 still, the point you know the point. Well, no, I, of I,
0: I just looked it up, so that's the only yeah. reason I know. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I wasn't trying to be contrarian. I was just oh, okay. Let me just see how many there were today.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been interesting because I've I've looked you know pretty faithfully every day, and and so that that's kind of the trend that we're on is it wasn't a. Uh, necessarily a gradual thing, but you, you are seeing double-digit numbers now, and and you know eight, nine, ten, like that kind of thing, uh, most days at this point, which is which is all fine. Like, but there has to be an understanding on the backside of that, especially in the environment that athletes are participating in. You're you're going to see some infections. Is it, are, do you have to pull the plug though when it happens, or are you set up and do you have the protocols in place to be able to, to weather that? You know, to to get through it and isolate those guys as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, and stay on top of everybody else. Make sure that you're still doing testing, all of those different things, and then and then keep going. I mean, that's that's I think that that's a challenge that obviously not just Penn State. I mean, everybody everybody's facing that right now. Is when do you Get concerned, and certainly, uh, you know, my my assumption, given the fact that the release was what it was today, they're they're continuing on, right? <laughs> like they're they're just they're going to keep going, uh, and they feel confident that they that they have the right steps in place.
0: Well, they've had four walkthroughs so far, and there's a fifth one scheduled for today, uh, for for Penn State football and basketball. Has been practicing. I think the last one was yesterday. They only they get four hours a week on the court. Uh, I don't know if they're going this afternoon or not. Uh, so I want to transition there for a moment. Uh, I think so far I would think the only thing that's like, ah, was that Isaiah Brockington got a little banged up in the Monday practice a week ago. Yep. Other than that, uh, they have actually started to integrate of the most of the freshmen have integrated already. Now this week they've been able to integrate Abdu Zambilla into what's going on.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's I mean I mean you know you just <laughs> uh, obviously it's been uh, a little bit of a trying month or two for for Penn State basketball, uh, you know, with the the Pat the stuff and then uh, Valdeir Manuel, um, you know, not being able to come, but uh, you know. Abdu's enrollment uh, was a huge story like cannot be what's what I always mess this up understated, overstated, can't be overstated because it's that important. Um, they just they just had to have another big uh, for this year assuming that they play uh, you know and and he represents that and so for him to be on campus for him to be practicing for him to be with that program right now um, you know that's a that's a big big boost uh, to the makeup of that roster for the the, the next season
0: yeah because he can be at least probably six to ten minutes a game eight yep. to 12 minutes a game somewhere in there that he, he can give to you which is like yeah you know, let's break it down that's four to six minutes a half that yep. you can break down, because Trent Buttrick would be the guy right now that would be behind John Hara. And by the yep. way, I talked to John and Trent uh, a little more than a week ago, right after Abdu got in, and they were both just thrilled for him. Yep. I mean, uh, what does it say about Abdu Zimbilla? When, when you read his bio that Rose put out, you know, the the, the quick little bullet questions, most important trait, loyalty. Yeah. Uh how much loyalty did he show here and how much loyalty was shown back to him because this has been a process? It
2: it it was a headache, no doubt about it. I mean, more than a headache, right? I yeah. mean, uh, you know, um, I, I, I don't... I don't I, just to, to have it, to not be able to follow through on the things that you think you're doing, yeah. right? I mean, he was set to come to Penn State and then that was not able to happen. Uh, to be able to stick with it and take that curve in the road and, and get through it uh, and be able to see it through and be able to get here, you know, to Penn State. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's a it's a testament to, to both you know to both, both. sides. I mean to, to Chambers and the staff uh, for for keeping going and and you know pushing to, to pushing to make sure that he got here and then for him himself you know to yeah. to, to put himself in a position to to join the program.
0: And by the way, the, the so everyone understands. I think the Dorsey kid can play. So I mean, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that on my observation of uh, of uh, Dorsey.
2: Uh, good things. Good things about. Caleb Dorsey. Yeah. Right now.
0: No doubt. No, I mean, he, he, can,
2: and he Sam Sessions. Um
0: uh, S- S- is
2: less relevant yeah. right now, but good for the future.
0: Uh, not only uh, a good shooter, offensive mind, but you know what? Um, he is a very good distributor. That's mm-hmm. the part that I've sat back and went, okay. All right. Because down the road, he's going to have to be that guy. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, the, uh, Oklahoma is going to play Missouri State um, and on week zero. Uh, they made the request a while ago. They put in the waiver a while ago. Their thought process is we want to play that weekend because they'll have a bye week afterward mm-hmm. and see how it goes. It seems like mm-hmm. the goal right now, I'll make this simple because I'm a simple person, is to play a game.
2: Yes, yep. yep. I told, I'm, I'm right with you. Is I mean I'll 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 get it in front of that. Get to camp, right? Yeah. Get to August seventh.
0: Well, that's and, what and Oklahoma goes to camp this weekend because they moved up. Since they moved right. up a week, they get to go to camp this weekend.
2: Yep. And so I mean you, you know this like I'm not saying anything new at this point, but every decision that has been made and announced. And I, I am in full agreement with this. Is about kicking the can down the road. Hold off on making absolute decisions until you absolutely have to. Um, and, you know, and certainly we see trends. We see, uh, you know, the last oh, three weeks have not been great. Right, I mean, they just uh nationally and and in the world of college athletics I and mean, maybe just uh some some grim outlooks for college football, but that said if if you can get through each day at a time and each week at a time and then get a month in you know and and prevent. Uh, exactly what happened with the Marlins. If you Mm -hmm. can prevent that from happening and you stay on it and you are vigilant, then that sets you up to, to take that next step, which obviously is getting to a game, get a game in, you know, and and go from there. I mean, I've heard, I've heard a bunch of different things about options on the table. And to me, of anything, that's the most encouraging thing is that people are starting to embrace and starting to understand that there's a certain level of flexibility that's going to be required of this. And when the bottom line becomes, hey, how how do we make this like forget that you know <laughs> we were talking about the college football playoff at one point in this, right? Mm-hmm. Forget the playoff. Forget mm-hmm. a Big Ten championship. Forget anything normal about this season. Can you have your team ready and able and healthy enough to play a game? You get a game in?
0: Okay. Now, can, now the goal can, is to play the next game.
2: Correct. Can you get, can you get five Big Ten games in? Can you, get, can you get the East to play itself? Can you get the West to play itself? Hmm. Can you send a winner to a championship game? You know, all, all of those things. Are totally up in the air right now, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take that first baby step first, and that first step is get to camp, get to get to August seventh, and go from there.
0: Uh, it seems like what the Pac-12 is trying to do, and I brought up the Oklahoma-Missouri State scenario because there will be others that are going to move to Week Zero because I I know that there were waivers put in for other games. All right, that's the you know that's the only reason I know. So that's going to be an interesting week. Pac-12, though, is going to start Friday, September 18th, Cal UCLA. Then the 19th will be a full day of Pac-12 football, which occurs a week after the NFL. In other words, we'll let you play. We'll find out how you did. Then we'll make a decision as to whether to go or no go. Yep. Yep. I, I mean, look, uh,
2: <laughs> it, it it is the same refrain, and I sound like a broken record, but can you test reliably – and get the results quickly. Mm-hmm. If you can do those two things, like we, you know some of some of the elements of this I don't understand in on field contact you know limiting on field contact, limiting masks or you're standing on the sideline with a mask, like all of those different things. I get it. I get the perception side of it, but the bottom line is you need to clear everyone in the arena. Right Everyone that has anything to do with being able to put on a game needs to clear a COVID test.
0: Right that's true get, No no now Jack no, and Jack, Jack and I have talked about it. We're, we're, and then it, we're fine.
2: And then, and then it doesn't matter. It, once that happens, it doesn't matter what you do because you're negative. Right? right so i mean it's it's uh it is about having that testing in place it is about having the protocols in place to be able to to handle things that are that are unexpected but bottom line clear the test you can play
0: uh by the way uh Iowa basketball will pause for 2 weeks but again it's this time of the year so i don't really you know it's but it's still going to happen and Lou Henson passed away today so mm-hmm. uh yeah, I was there when he won his 600th game. Guess who that was against. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if I was present, I will tell you who it might have been against. <laughs> so,
2: the Quakers of Penn.
0: No? No, nah, might have been 200 miles to the northwest. <laughs> gotcha. But the game was in Champaign. Yeah. It was... Such such a thrill. We did the post game show quickly and really missed a lot of the post game ceremony. All right, so <laughs> Nate, no duck hooks off the team
2: I can't help myself. It's too late.
0: No, <laughs> look. Okay, so set your driver at at twelve loft.
2: I, loft is no good for me. Actually, I'm I'm a I'm a it doesn't matter we don't need to go down this road but the fact is i'm going to do better tomorrow i'm determined to do it and we'll go from there one step at a time
0: it really is really truly words to live by especially in 2020
2: <laughs> i i do my best some people say i'm a savant i don't know i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> nate as always my friend great pleasure thanks so much appreciate it stay safe hit straight
2: yeah, thanks so much for having me and be well.
0: Nate Bauer, Blue Eyed Illustrated Rivals.com. Tom Deanhart, final half hour. Great to have you with us. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio ten seventy WKOK. Trade in and trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia. Until the end of the month, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you more. That's right, more than your car is worth. Take advantage of Kia's first ever trade in assist bonus cash. Get an extra $1,500 on third row 2020 Serenos. There's 22 available with savings up to $7,025. SMC has an extra $1,000 on the versatile 2020 Sportages. There's 27 available with savings up to
1: $4,655.
0: Plus an extra $1,000 on the stylish 2020 Kia Souls. 17 available and savings up to 4424. The demand for quality pre-owned vehicles is at an all-time high. So stop in Sunbury Motors Kia for your upgrade today. Trade in, trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Retail trade-in assist applies for model year 2000 or newer Kia or competitive model. to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, don't forget about the Christmas in July Sunbury Hyundai sale at Sunbury Hyundai. Great, great, great deals between now and Friday on the... Uh, product line has the best and longest warranty Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury Sunbury Motors gear 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com great to have you with us on the show today Tom Dean Hart he's been the one that's been breaking the news on what the Big Ten is doing. Next uh, athletic director meeting is scheduled for tomorrow morning, uh, which is regularly scheduled, by the way. That's nothing that's out of the ordinary.
3: Michael Foods in Klingerstown, one of the largest employers in the Central Susquehanna Valley, is excited to announce they are hiring for first and second shift production openings and third shift sanitation. They offer tuition reimbursement, a generous PTO plan, and 8 paid holidays, plus a competitive benefits package. Visit michaelfoods.com/careers and apply
1: now. Equal opportunity employer.
0: Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, Forest Trade in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, K Roots 11 and 15, and Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And it is the Christmas in July sale. And at Sunbury Hyundai. Yes, Sunbury Motors has Hyundai. Who has Hyundai? Sunbury Motors does. And great deals to be had with the product line that has the longest warranty out there. Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Horse Freed and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf. And online at Sunbury Motors dot alright the guy that has been breaking more news on what the Big Ten has been considering he was the first one to tell everybody they were going to go to a conference um, only model is Tom Dean Hart now with Blue and Gold Illustrated uh, and a Miss, miss having him around here because I know the times he's been at practice. I've enjoyed more talking with him than anybody. Tom, welcome back to the program. Great to have you with us.
3: Doing outstanding, Steve. Yeah, well, I love coming to State College, PA, and not just pandering And you guys are your listeners, but I'm always asked often what my favorite Big Ten stops were, and Madison's always my favorite. Yep. If you guys have been there, you you would understand. And yep. You know, State College in Ann Arbor were usually right there about two and three. Just that, was it College Boulevard and Beaver Boulevard, I believe, that sort of run parallel. College
0: college, Ave and Beaver Ave, yep.
3: Yeah, awesome, beautiful campus, too. So yeah, I've been blessed, and I always enjoy my visits, and I like seeing everybody out there.
0: Yeah, uh, and by the way, whenever uh, people have had an opportunity to make a trip somewhere, they'll say, what trip should we pick? I usually tell them Madison, so I'm with you right there. All right, you've done uh, just incredible reporting on, uh, on the thought process of the Big Ten. Uh, so now the question is, there's no schedule yet. Will it be nine or ten based on what you understand?
3: I think it's going to be ten. Um, the more, the better. That's the ideal. That's the wishes of everybody when it comes to getting more money, playing more games, right? right. I think I think that a, the couple bigger issues that are front and center right now that everybody's waiting on is it's just number one, you know, when when the schedule is gonna be released. Now I think we could hear something very soon here, guys. Um the Big Ten coaches, ADs, administrators meet every Thursday. They will meet again this Thursday, seven to ten AM and uh maybe they emerge in that meeting with uh with a schedule of some sorts to be released. And then guys, when will the first game be? The right. conventional thinking seems to be will be august 29th ninth it will be September nineteenth so it's going to be interesting to see you know again when the schedules released, which I think will be soon and maybe even more important the guys when the games will begin for the big ten
0: yeah I want to get to that part in a moment um has there been talk about front loading the schedule with division games?
3: yeah they want to try to get those games in um uh, just because if the season does have to get truncated or maybe ended, God forbid, before it's completed, and they had to crown a division champ. Uh, they would have been able to play most each other within their division early in the season to determine, I guess, a legitimate champion. So yeah, look for front-loaded schedules with your division opponents, followed by you know the cross-division games, guys. And there's also some thinking that maybe they'll try to get some of these rivalry games early in the year as well. So uh, I'm interested to see if, if the three cross-division opponents for every Big Ten team are already on the schedules if those opponents will remain the same or not, or if the Big Ten is going to scrap them and give everybody maybe four new cross-division opponents.
0: Okay, well, that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Uh, many schools across the country uh, did request waivers and some a while back, to move a game to week zero. Well, Oklahoma, Missouri State is definitely one, and and Joe Castiglione said, hey, look, we put put that request in a while ago. Their idea was to play week zero and then have a bye week and then see how it went. Is that part of the thought process here, or is the Pac-12 the better model waiting for the NFL to play?
3: Yeah, I think you can make cases for each of those scenarios to go the – August 29th or September 19th. Just a quick FYI, guys. Pac-12 presidents will vote this Friday on whether they will indeed start on the 19th. I imagine it will be rubber-stamped by that conference. So, again, back to the two scenarios here. August 29th, Week 0. You know, if you play there and if you push the Big Ten title game back from December 5th to December 12th, that would give the Big Ten 14 weeks to play 10 games. If there's one thing we heard when the schedule was was, uh, trashed July 9th was they wanted scheduling flexibility, right? Right. Well, that that configuration would allow the Big Ten a lot of scheduling flexibility. Again, 10 games over 14 weeks, four built-in off weeks, so to speak, where you could move games around if you had to because maybe teams get quarantined. Again, just give you a lot of flexibility there if you could stretch out you know, uh, schedule to 14 weeks to try to squeeze 10 games in. Now, if you start September 19th and you end it on December 12th, that would give you 12 weeks to play 10 games. Still a little flexibility, but two fewer weeks to try to get your 10 games in.
0: Which if, let's, let's take the week zero scenario, that means Oklahoma and Missouri State, as two examples, actually get to start their training camp this weekend. So, so now, does that put a little more emphasis on the Thursday meeting here as to what to do? Because if you're going to allow Week 0, teams would have to transition from minicamps, and Penn State's going into its fifth mini minicamp uh, walkthrough today. They'd be allowed to transition to a full camp this weekend.
3: Yeah, exactly right, Steve. You got to go. Some people think you have to start this Friday. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna open on the 29th of August, so yeah, the, the clock is ticking, as they like to say. The urgency is real. If you want to go with that early start on week zero, you're gonna have to be, begin camp pretty much ASAP. But here here's another issue within the Big Ten right now, guys. There are two schools, Michigan State and Rutgers, that are fully quarantined. Yes. Taking part in no work right now. I mean. My point is you can end up having teams with with you know not the same amount of prep time as other teams. Maybe that's just something people are going to have to live with in these crazy times, but again, that's something else to consider right now. Is the Big 10 has two teams that are doing nothing right now while everybody else is still lifting weights and going through their their their, their drills and instruction with their coaches.
0: In fact, uh the earliest that Michigan State can resume is Tuesday the 4th and Rutgers Wednesday the 5th from how I understand it. So I mean, so that's the earliest they can go.
3: Now let me tell you this: the the positives of kicking the can down the road to September nineteenth, like the Pac twelve is probably going to do or is going to do. I think here you go. You're going to allow yourself some time to adjust to life on campus with forty thousand students. True. You know, in a couple weeks, all these little towns—State College, Champaign, West Lafayette, Iowa City—are going to be bombarded with all these kids from all over coming to campus. And now your football team's got to coexist with all these other fellow students as they traverse campus to go to class and just go about their daily lives, right? The potential for infection skyrockets. And one thing this would allow you to do if you're not playing a game until the 19th of September is it will allow everybody to be on campus together for upwards of a month to get adjusted. If if for some reason Penn State gets 20 guys infected Mm -hmm. on August 15th, they don't have to try to play a game ten days ten days later without a bunch of their rosters roster players. So again, um, it gives you a chance to get used to life on campus with everybody there. If a crazy outbreak does take place, you have time to quarantine, maybe reacclimate how you do things, adjust how you do things to prevent it from happening again. Then you can move forward and start playing games on September 19th.
0: Right. And the other t- the other team that's been in pause right now is Indiana. Uh, I'm hearing they might be back by the end of the week. Is that what you're hearing?
3: Yeah, again, I mean that that that's again that's the thing is um it's probably not gonna be the last time it happens to some some team which is which is which is what's scary yeah. when you talk about how prepared these teams are gonna be from campus to campus. So you know, I guess if I had to pick a model, I may be inclined to try to get going on August 29th just to just to get going. there's no guarantee thing it's gonna be any better on September nineteenth. Right. From a virus standpoint. The flu season could be kicking in by mid-October, late October, to exasperate the COVID situation. On and on it goes, so so maybe just try to get going as soon as you can here.
0: Which brings up something I brought up earlier in the show. I said, I think right now the goal is to play a game. And then when you're done with that, then the goal will be to then play a second game.
3: (laughs) Almost moment to moment, you know, day to day. Uh, Each each Saturday you get to is a victory. Um, You're exactly right. So, uh, the, the, you got to parcel things up that small in this crazy 2020 season. I think, because like you said, Steve, um, just getting through one week with the game is going to be a big task. And we all know what's at stake here, right? We've all read about the financial, sure. you know, catastrophe this could be across collegiate athletic departments if football isn't played. It just sort of, not to get off on a tangent here, but it sort of showed you maybe how broken the whole college athletics, you know. Uh, infrastructure and system is here when so much is relied on one sport where if something ca- catastrophic happens, the whole house comes down. How
0: interesting is it in this house that football is different than college basketball because football, the conference the conferences run college football. It sounds like yeah. Bob Bowlesby, the former Iowa Athletic Director, is now the Big 12 Commissioner. It sounds like they are trying to play a 12-game schedule. State's going to replace Iowa. UNLV now is added to TCU's schedule. And what's your thought on that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess even under normal circumstances, the Power Five conferences don't all operate the same from a scheduling standpoint. Um, it may be a little bit more dramatic this year. Some schools still playing non-conference games, and others not. Right. But I guess it's something we we can live with at this point for this one crazy year. I guess what I don't understand is while the Big Ten has punted all non-conference games like the Pac-12, the ACC, the Big 12, the SEC are still trying to play some of these games. I don't know how you can say if you're Florida State you were supposed to play, say Arkansas State, you're going to tell them we can't play you, but we can still play Florida. Don't you still owe a check to Arkansas State then? How can you pick and choose which non conference games you're gonna play and get off the hook for those guarantees you're supposed to pay those schools?
0: Well, it's okay. Arkansas State, I think, is expecting a check from the Washington NFL team down the road here. So. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what a, cra- a crazy, crazy The NFL is going to be going their camp here. I think. Yeah, they're in now today or tomorrow, aren't they? they they're in now. now. They're in now. So it's going to be it will, it's going to be an interesting few weeks here. Yeah. To see how how they, uh, you know, how they progress. You know, right now, guys. All these teams in colleges are working out in pods. They've got a very highly structured system to keep people apart and yes. clean and everything. But at some point, everybody's got to strap on their shoulder pads and buckle their their chin strap and get out there and bang heads and play football. Right? Then what happens? You know, right. because that's that's football. What's going on now? Isn't football? It's just workouts. So, again, that's going to be where the real rubber hits the road here is is can these teams stay healthy collegiately here when they get out there and really start playing football all padded up and getting ready for ball games? And then guys walking around campus, going to class, are they going to stay away from their buddies? you remember what it was like to be 20 years old the first (laughs) week of class? It was fun when you got back to campus, wasn't it? You saw your buddies. Classes weren't crazy yet.
0: Yep, absolutely. As the great uh, philosopher – Michael Tyson once said uh, everyone has a plan until you get hit Tyson, Gandhi, I don't know what the difference is (laughs) All right, (laughs) hey Tom it is always a pleasure, great great work as always
3: well I appreciate you having me on take care and stay in touch
0: Tom Deanhart now Blue and Gold Illustrated he's done a lot of great work in his career and he's uh, been the one that really has been on top of the Big Ten situation We'll come back, talk about the PIAA guidelines, uh, where I guess they're only going to allow the color analysts to announce the games.
1: Yes, that's exactly what I'm reading right now.
0: (laughs) I just drove off the rug. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors. All right, one quick note so everyone knows. Penn State football did practice again today. All right. I think some people have wondered when they heard the positive test numbers. There were, what, eight between all sports today. Uh, you know, what would happen? Well, Penn State football did practice and have their walkthrough today, so they did do that. And now here's Matt with a special announcement on behalf of the suit. <laughs>
1: Uh, So the PIAA has officially released those new guidelines that Mike had talked about earlier with us in the show. And they have three different starts posted right now. A regular start, heat acclimatization would be Monday, August 10th. First practice date would be Monday, the 17th. First contest date for football would be August 28th, being still week zero. So week zero that was supposed to start on the 21st is basically put back a week and they had the rest of the dates for golf, girls, tennis, and so on. Um, alternate start, the first heat acclimatization would be no earlier than Monday the 10th, still first practice day no earlier than the 17th, and first contest date for football would be September 18th. Then there's a hybrid start, and competition for fall sports should begin no later than Monday, October 5th, or maybe later with a request to the respective district committee. And these alternate plans can be varied from sport to sport. PIAA board is going to be meeting again prior to the start of fall contest to monitor the school's preseason participation and any issues that come up.
0: Okay. So there you go.
1: And we'll put all this out on WKOK.com in a little bit, too.
0: So the suit twists in the wind. Is that what you're saying? Yes.
1: Hmm. See he just wants a decision already because this really doesn't give us a final decision yet
0: It's July I
1: mean
0: I mean, I've been around him for a long time, so have you I mean, he really doesn't have any plans,
1: especially this fall, and he said that quite a few times now
0: because I mean already um, he's already expressed personal. Like nothing to do on Saturdays, first time ever. No word on how tough it is for the student athletes or anything like that. But it was—he's not going to be able to do anything on Saturday,
1: and he's crushed the Bloomsburg Fair. Is is also the Bloomsburg, canceled?
0: The, the Bloomsburg Fair went bye-bye, and again, it was about—who
1: <laughs> was it about? It was all about him getting his treats.
0: I told you, it's like you're playing golf with them. And you, I mean, you could have four guys in the group and the first three guys knock it to within three feet of the hole. And he's talking about, can he use his chutter? And it's like, if he wanted something to do, he could have played the golf tournament. And by the way, we don't have to uh, publicize the golf tournament. So we already know that. All right because they've done very, very well with the golf tournament. <laughs> that's why. That's why. Um, and I want to thank everybody with the Purdy uh, Memorial Golf Tournament and all the people that have participated. They have stepped up and said, hey, look, we're, we're a go. I think it's great. So that's the story with the P.I. So the earliest high school football would start would be the 28th?
1: Correct. Where they're looking at the 28th, the the 18th, or no later than October 5th for football.
0: Okay. All right. Just checking in, making sure it's all right. It's all cool. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll be getting something on. What was his primary mode here now? Instagram? Twitter, what is it?
1: Facebook. Always Facebook.
0: Facebook. Facebook, huh? Does Zuckerberg know?
1: I'm sure somebody in his camp knows.
0: Zuckerberg. Yeah, boy, we still got the suit. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Unbelievable. People are a disgrace.
1: <laughs> By the way, Brett McMurphy just tweeted: ACC will play ten conference games plus one non-conference game.
0: Um, that's about what we thought they were going to do. Yep. Go to ten conference games. they're going to do what's called ten plus one. Part of ten plus one is this: it it would allows. Let's keep it in the ACC. It allows Louisville to play Kentucky. It allows Florida to play Florida State. It allows Clemson to play South Carolina. It allows Georgia Tech to play Georgia. See, that's that plus one. Okay. What about Notre Dame?
1: Uh, he says Notre Dame will also play a 10-game ACC schedule and be eligible for the 2020 ACC title game.
0: So 132 years and Notre Dame as a conference team.
1: Huh? Huh? Hey, I'm finally happy about it. It's about time they get into conference.
0: Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, and Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And again, uh, again, if you were wondering, you maybe have heard the Penn State test numbers today. Penn State practice today in football. Football team practice today. All right? Just in case you're curious. Sure, some of you wondered. After working with you-know-who for so long, I understand what it's like to be around Captain Panic.